Welcome to Junior L's and Now What? Interlude Episode 2.5. Last week, in the Interlude Episode 1.5, I discussed how these Interlude Episodes will include a little bit about what took place during the previous week, a little bit more about me, and a little bit about how I took the previous week's topic and either applied it or learned more about it or considered it or completely forgot about it. So in the previous week, we discussed entitlement. And I actually have two stories about this from this week. The first one is a complete and utter failure on my part. So my four-year-old, who is one of my boys on the autistic spectrum, struggles with his ability to learn to play with toys. Uh, Taking Legos and building, that's one thing. But learning how to pretend they're a spaceship, that's something else entirely. Uh, As I understand it, that's not entirely uncommon with kids that are on the spectrum. One of the things that they do is they watch other people play and learn how to play from that. It's not necessarily something that comes natural. Well, for my four-year-old, we've been trying to teach him to play with toys. And within the last week, he abruptly started playing with play food and pretending to make food for other people and giving it to us. He's been learning some of this from my 10-year-old, who uh, is um, not on the spectrum and understands these things, at least innately, unlike the rest of us. And it's been super exciting. Now, the way this ties back to entitlement was... After this great and exciting moment of, yay, he's learned how to play with this. Within the first day or two, he's sitting on the floor playing with his his play food. And he goes, Daddy, will you play with me? And I stopped and I said, oh, I can't right now, son. I'm busy. And then I went on about and I kept doing some stuff. And then he said, as I walked past him again, Daddy, will you play with me? And oh, I'm so sorry, son. I'm doing something else and I'm still too busy, too busy to play with my four-year-old kid. I'm a terrible father, or at least I felt that way. It occurred to me at that time that I was putting my needs above his. And because of that, I stopped, stopped what I was doing and started to play with him and play with his play food. And it was wonderful. And to me, this was definitely a, holy crap, I'm an entitled prick. Look at me. So uh, first story. The second one, I was there for, but it wasn't me this time. I was at a Barnes & Noble with a friend just yesterday, and we were having a discussion in the little uh, cafe area where there's tables and stuff so I could get our notebooks, and actually this podcast was part of that discussion. And this gentleman walked in. Uh, I don't know much about, um, I don't want to uh, assume too much about this individual. Needless to say, Uh, they were a little scruffy looking and had a backpack on. So they may have been wandering around until they ended up at this point. Either way, they go up to order their beverage of choice and realize they're short some money. So they walked over to us and this individual said, hey, can I borrow a dime? Well, I never keep cash or change on me. I didn't have anything. But the gentleman I was with did have a dollar and handed it to him. And after a moment of saying thanks, this guy went back and bought his drink of choice. Uh, Every once in a while, he'd come by our table and we'd chat a little bit. He seemed friendly enough. Um, As I mentioned before, 
social interchange is difficult for me sometimes. And so when people are friendly or too friendly, it gets uncomfortable for me. And this person had kind of crossed that threshold. So I was already ready to kind of leave. Well, this guy started asking for a cube, the little uh, adapter that goes in the wall so he could charge his iPhone. And he had stopped by and asked us if we had one. Neither of us did. He asked a couple of the employees and nobody did. And at some point, he must have plugged into one of the computers and was hanging over by the cash register, like jammed to some music. So my friend and I went about our conversation and he was off doing his thing for a good 10 or 15 minutes. And someone from management came over and had a discussion with him. And then this guy got really loud and very offended and started yelling about how this is another manager who wouldn't let him uh, charge his phone and wouldn't lend him a cube and started taking pictures and putting them on Snapchat and other various social media things. And it was a moment to me where it's, this is the perfect example of entitlement. This man was looking for help. He was given the help he was looking for from my friend. And then the moment somebody didn't give him what he thought he deserved, he felt that it was his duty or his right to berate, belittle, and then literally socially destroy this individual. And um, uh, wow, a perfect example and so sad that it happened. We don't have the right to do that. I mean, I guess we do. It's just silly and rather unwise. Uh, it's certainly a destructive behavior. Well, Enough about the entitlement uh, topic for the moment as far as what's transpired. To just give you a little bit of insight about myself, I am a very, a very literal person. I understand that's also fairly common who people, with people who are on the spectrum. Uh, growing up, my father, who is a man who's capable of doing everything from uh, math to drawing to architecture to yard work, fixing cars, you name it, he can do it. Uh, I'm, I'm rather envious, um, and I'm sure I'll share more about him at some future date. Either way, uh, when I was younger, my dad, in his attempt to share his wealth of knowledge with me, would often take me to do things and try to teach me through hands-on. Here, son, do this. Here, son, do this. And a lot of times I'd forget some of the basics. And one of those basics is when you're tightening or loosening a bolt or a screw, you turn one direction to tighten and one direction to loosen. And he'd always tell me the little rhyme, righty-tighty, lefty-loosey. I'm 38, and I still don't get it. I've learned to memorize which direction is what, but righty-tighty, lefty-loosey, a round object doesn't go right. It turns. It's not linear. Now, I'm not saying this because my dad was wrong, but it's an example of how a socially acceptable phrase that everyone else seems to get naturally I don't get. It's beyond me. Um, so if someone can figure out a way of explaining why that makes sense, I would love to hear it because, frankly, I don't get it. Righty-tighty, lefty-loosey. I just, if it's a round object, the tight top part may go right, but the bottom part's going left. So it's doing both at the same time. Uh, anyway, so 
Needless to say, I'm very grateful for the stuff my dad tried to teach me. I wish a lot more of it had sunk in because I have forgotten more of what he's taught me than what I remembered, which is really sad. Anyway, all that being said, uh, a little bit of what's happened this week. Um, I am a nerd. I think I've professed that earlier in this podcast. And as part of my nerddom, I have a tendency to collect art. Uh, we have a local con that takes place here uh, once or twice a year. And uh, every time we go, I try to pick up a piece of art. Well, my wife is very much into the decor of our house. And I will often um, just kind of say, honey, you do what you think is best. I'm terrible with color coordination and she's very good at it. But once in a while, I'm like, honey, can I really, really put this piece of art up that I want badly? And uh, most of the time she'll be like, okay, we'll find a good place for it. But usually it's not like in the forefront, which is fine. Because again, she gets this stuff and I don't. But just this week, we had a handful of pieces of art we finally got frames for. And my wife's like, you know what? Let's put this in a fairly prominent location. So we put like 13 pieces of art between the stuff that I had selected and my boys had selected. And so I have some anime art from like Pokemon or uh, Fairy Tale, one of my favorite anime. Uh, Zelda from like video games and other things like that. So anyway, very exciting. Uh, at least for me. Anyway, for her, it's probably like, yeah, I finally caved this time. But anyway, I was very pleased. And uh, the last thing we're working on right now is my 10-year-old is very excited because we're painting his room. So I'm actually rather tired and exhausted. It's almost midnight, and I have spent all day painting, and I'm kind of wasted. So uh, my ramblings seem to be rambling in a rambling sort of way. And so I will be ending now. Um, just, uh, you know, last week we discussed that, remember, sometimes you're the pigeon and sometimes you're the statue. Uh, for this week, just remember... Dance like no one's watching, and as somebody once told me, shut up like no one's listening.